On this episode of the After the Timeout podcast, in partnership with the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association, we are joined by Kevin Jensen, head girls basketball coach up at Tavia High School. We talked to Coach Jensen about the first two weeks of practice, establishing program expectations, player voice in practice, and much more. As always, thank you for listening to the After the Timeout podcast. All right, Coach, we'd like to start out with the opening tip. Um, we just wanted to get a little bit about, you know, Batavia basketball, the history of the program since you've been in charge, this year's team, anybody you want to, you know, hype up, all that all that good stuff. No, sounds good. Um, I myself am going into year 12 uh, at the helm here. Um, so I took over in um, uh, 2011. Um you know, and, uh, been kind of going at it ever since was, uh, assistant with the boys coach or with the boys program for a couple of years. Uh, and then, uh, had this opportunity and it's been, it's been great. Like I said, I coach football and I coach uh, girls basketball. So, you know, for me personally, I mean, I got a son and a daughter at home. I kind of enjoy the fact that they get to see me coach, um, you know, a girl sport and a boys sport. Um, you know, and it, the, the, the family part of it is kind of a big deal for us. Um, you know, over the years, like we've had players serve as our, you know, daycare in summers and stuff like that. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a big time family thing for us. Um, but, uh, um, you know, we've, we've had, you know, some ups and downs in, in my tenure, we've, um, we've won three regional titles, um, and, and, and felt pretty good about some teams that we've had, um, you know, coming off of last year as well. Um, you know, a couple shared conference championships, um, you know, and anybody, you know, our conference currently in the conferences we've been at before, um, you know, we've been a, a team that's had a chance to, to, to be, you know, near the top. Uh, but the class, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the school that's been in control for quite some time has been Geneva. Sarah does a great job over there. Um, the coaches before her did a, did a great job. Um, you know, so that's, uh, that's always a, a big rivalry for us. Um, you know, so uh, we know our conference will continue to be very good. Um, you know, our conference was Duquesne was seven of the top nine in our sectional last year. Our entire conference is in our sectional. Um, and then the uh, the sectional qualifiers were all four Duquesne conference schools with us, Wheaton North, St. Charles East, and Geneva. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's something similar to that again. I think there's going to be some really good teams in the uh, in the conference. I think St. Charles East coming off their super sectional um, appearance is going to be really strong. Um, I know they graduated a couple of seniors that were important players for them, but I know of a couple of younger players that are coming up that are going to be really talented for them. Um, Geneva is going to be strong as always. Um, Wheaton North has some really solid returners. Just curious what they'll look like with a new coaching staff. Um you know, so I think there's St. Charles North has some very good players returning. So uh, I think there's going to be the conference is going to be strong all the way across the board again, um, you know, which I, I think makes it, it really fun. Every time we, we go to games, there's, you know, good following by parents and students. And, you know, we know they're going to be, for the most part, every single night, real competitive games. Um, as far as what we'll look like going in this year, um, you know, I think we're, I think we should be uh, pretty strong. Um, we're just, we're going to look different. It's, it's going to be hard to, um, you know, replace somebody that was six, five and go into Wisconsin. Um, that's going to be a, a very difficult thing. Um, but we're going to, there are some ways in which our team is going to improve. Um, some of the things we like to do, we got away from a little bit last year because we wanted to take advantage of having something that most teams don't have. Again, a six, five girl that's going to play in the big 10. Um, and Tessa did an outstanding job for us, but um, we'll be a lot more up-tempo this year. All right. We're very guard heavy. Um, you know, uh, 
junior Brooke Carlson, who is, I think has seven or eight division one offers right now. Uh, highest one being like a place like DePaul. Uh, she's, I mean, she's second to none. She's just, just a stud outworks people. She's strong. She's fast, super athletic. Um, so that's always nice to have that as a point guard. Um, you know, and then there's there's a couple other players who have been with us that are just juniors, but have been with us since they were freshmen. A couple people in the sophomore class that were with us last year and are, are taking moves up. Um, you know, so it's it, it. We hope to have a strong year. Um, you know, I the moments that we do things and and look great over the summer and the fall, I get super excited. But I also have to tell myself, like I know, even though we have some girls who are returning, we're still going to be young. And that usually means you're going to have a little bit of a roller coaster of, you know, the emotions, the ups and downs. And, you know, we have two seniors on our team that, you know, them along with Brooke will, you know, uh, be leaders on our team. Um, but, you know, it's, it's some of the some of the players that are going to get the main you know, bulk of the stats are going to be some of the younger ones. And again, like I said, even though they're returning, it's just different when you're seniors, you know, as opposed to you're a sophomore and a junior, um, just that just it, it's just different. I tell the girls that every year and I said, I'm not sure I can really give you a good reason what happens, but you know, it, it happened to us last year, for example. Um, you know, I would say some of our returners might be just as, if not more, skilled than some of our seniors last year but those seniors knew exactly where to be what to do and just like went to a whole nother level and the only difference i can tell you between them last year's seniors and previous years was they were seniors you know they it, it just it, the, the the commitment level the buy-in the the focus level just you know just went through the roof for them um and i know one of the girls is our boys coach's uh, daughter. And I told him, I'm like, she'll forever be my example of a, a kid, especially in girls basketball. If they're, if you're good as a freshman and sophomore, you always, a lot of times you see those girls elevated. This girl was solid on the freshman team, solid on the sophomore team. Junior year played mainly JV, sprinkled in just slightly into varsity. And by December last year, she was a starter for the remainder of the season for us, you know, on a team that, you know, did ended up doing pretty well. And it was just, you just kind of tell she was a coach's kid. She knew what to do. She, you know, wasn't, you know, didn't have to worry about getting her shots. Didn't care anything about that. Just played real hard, defended the heck out of anybody we put her on. Um, and like, that was, that was fun to have, to have those type of kids. Um, you know, and I think, I think we'll, we'll hopefully have a nice mix of that this year. So we wanted to get into the first the first two weeks, the first 10 to 10 to 14 days that every coach has as their season starts, uh, kind of before that first game or that first tournament or however you you know want to schedule. But you know, kind of take us through what maybe what are the things you really want to accomplish in those two weeks? What are things you're looking for in those two weeks? Um, and what and what are some signs that you know you're you're doing the right thing? So I mean. Our, our first couple of weeks, and, and I think my assistants would, would, you know, buy into this too, and I'm going to use them a ton to kind of set this tone is, you know, we'll, if we look at the whole season, you know, we get, we get much heavier into worrying about what others do late in the season. You know, it's one thing to prepare for a team in conference, but, you know, especially early on, we are all about us where it's like, I am. We have to take care of ourselves um, and, you know, there'll be a lot of basic stuff, skill stuff, but to be honest, the first couple of weeks, it, it's going to be establishing, you know, what we want our identity to be. Um, and we spent really a ton of time on that in the summer. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of made a couple changes of what we want to do defensively. Um, and kind of the almost really the the the, the attitude, uh, kind of the moxie that needs to come with that. Um, so honestly, like that's going to be our top priority those first few weeks is to kind of set that set that culture, set that identity, um, you know, and and just 
and just try our best to be in that position where we are just absolutely relentless on the defensive end. Um, and, and, and again, we, we, we spent a whole summer doing that and, and we got some great buy-in, but that was way back in June. And that's with, you know, no stress and everything is kind of a, a little more fun because you go away to a team camp and you got this and that. Um, so um, I think there'll be moments where it'll feel like a, a, a bit of a, a grind for them. And that's what we're going to be spending time making sure that we can work through and, uh, and, and really get after there. So, um, you know, I, I honestly, without, without uh, saying, Hey, I want to have this much of our offense put in or this much of that put in it's it, it really our identity is, and, and we're kind of lucky and say like, well, lucky or unlike like the way we've set up the schedule our Thanksgiving tournament isn't until the Friday and Saturday after Thanksgiving. So we actually go quite a while without having our first game at the varsity level. So in a way, I like that we can kind of take our time with what we're going to have in like offensively and execution wise and really put so much of this emphasis on the speed level at which we want to play the tenacity at which we want to play. Um, you know, we even did things over the over the summer where we have special practice jerseys. If you were like the player of the day, the day before you have a special practice jersey and then you get to wear that, um, you know, and it's hopefully it'll become a real competitive thing. There was a, you know, a couple of girls there's like once I want it, she's like, I'm not I'm not going to turn it back in because I'm not going to let somebody else win it over me the following day. Uh, and those, those are the types of things we're hoping we, we cultivate because I think there's going to be plenty of skill. Um, I'm confident in, you know, what we'll be able to do offensively. Uh, but that identity piece is, is going to be huge for us. And, and we know that, you know, if we, if we don't have that, um, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be kind of tough sledding. That that pace is all good until you get that eight o'clock game after day after Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> slows yeah. you down, slows you down a little bit. Those games, I remember those days where you you get the schedule, you're like, all right, we're playing, and then oh, eight o'clock in the morning, day after Thanksgiving, you're like, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, we'll be yeah, we'll be day after Thanksgiving. We'll be we'll be on one of our little white buses, super early in the morning, yeah. driving down to Morton High School to get ready to play two games. Oh boy, uh, that's all right. So, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to uh, build on your identity. Obviously, you've been there long enough now that there's some things that remain pretty consistent with returners, right, and, and all that, and through the through the program. But you know, each each year's kind of different, as you said, right? When when you have a six six five girl, you know, that may, that changes the thing. So, um, you know, how do you go about establishing it in combination? with with the kids do the kids sometimes show you right do they you you rely on your older cl upperclassmen seniors um you know do you show them or or you know you know does that just kind of change throughout throughout the year and throughout every different every different team that you have um i mean i would say it would change a little bit from team to team but i mean the the biggest thing you know and as far as like a like a culture thing or an identity thing you know again we're we will look different this year and we're going to try and play you know up tempo and, and and press a little more than we have in years past but you know one of the things that and I really I steal this from our football program I've you know been a part of that for my entire tenure at Batavia um you know, and gotten to see some outstanding success, but like, so one of the themes I steal from them that we talk a lot about, like, you know, as we like get into the playoffs, for example, in a, in the football season, there's really not a lot of talk of us about like win this game to get to week two of the playoffs or win this game. It's really, we, we have messages like, you know, let's have one more week together. Um, so one of the things that we'll talk about and that I'll kind of steal from basketball is just our, our connections and our, our, our connectedness with each, with each other. Um, you know, and, and, and we'll do a lot of things like that. And we meet 
it, we do, we go into a meeting room before every single practice and there'll be days where it's like, Hey, I just need you to show you 30 seconds of this clip, or I need you. I just want you to see the outline of the practice today. So you kind of get in your heads what's happening, but we'll also use that time to have, you know, a handful of minutes where we do something with the girls just to keep them connected. We just chat about who's doing what in the, in the day. And, um, so we just, we try and put a high priority in our relationships, you know, coach to player and really player to player. Uh, for example, last year, as I was doing my exit interviews with all our players and asking them like, you know, what, what types of things help make it special and this and that. And, you know, one of the answers that I got from players over and over and over again, especially like our returning players was how special the seniors made it for them because they were just so inviting. Um, they were just so inviting about like everything they did. You know, last year we had a team, we had a few freshmen, few sophomores, juniors and seniors. Like we were, it was almost like we had, you know, 25% of our team was from each class. Um, but our seniors were just, they were, they were super inviting. If they, if there was something going on, they made sure every single kid felt welcome and wanted to be there and they wanted them there they didn't say oh this is just a freshman they're just here just because or anything like that the relationship piece was huge for us and i totally believe and i mean i could be wrong there's no like numerical data to support this but i think that was a huge thing for us down the stretch and and how how we did so you know, that's one thing that I've already talked about with our, you know, our juniors who might have been with us now for going to go on their third year and our seniors is that relationship piece is we have to, it's not something we just have to like hope that it happens. We have to be purposeful and, and do things where, Hey, we, you know, it doesn't have to be a basketball thing, but um, we're getting together. Let's get as many of us together who can do this, or we're working out together. I want to make sure everybody's there. Um, Hey, uh, and it, the, the, the simplest things, what everybody has this week, you know, is everybody going to make it to the fall game? Is everybody going to do this? Um, but we work really hard and we're really purposeful about our relationships, player to player and, and coach to player. Um, I'm pretty lucky. I got a couple assistants now who are outstanding with that. Um, one of the assistants is, you know, she's kind of moving up from a, a lower level role to a role with us. So the varsity is actually one of my former players. Um, and it's, she's outstanding with that one. It's I've noticed in my tenure, it's, it's, it's difficult to keep uh, like the, I've had several female assistants uh, throughout the years. And as they begin making their families as, as, as hard as it is for, you know, to be a coach and a dad, I've noticed it's nearly impossible to be coaching mom, to be quite honest. So, you know, I've had some really nice coaches along the way that, you know, started family and now they're, they're not coaching anymore. Um, so getting another female coach in there has helped uh, because again, that just adds something where we can draw into, you know, something that I might not be able to, you know, as a male head coach of a girl's team that, you know, we have more resources to again, be purposeful and, and, and really, really build strong relationships, you know, in every direction. So that when we are hanging out, it can just be, you know, there's not, you know, there's, there's, there's comfort in the room and everybody can be themselves. And, and, you know, the kid that just wants to kind of sit back and, and kind of laugh at all the, the older kids being goofy and the kid that wants to be loud and goofy can be loud and goofy. Um, you know, but we can all be ourselves. So I wanted to get into a little bit of a, something I've been reading on this offseason is the use of language and the use of common language increasing the player's ability to learn. Would you guys say uh, within your program, obviously from, from you, you have a specific language you use, but would you say maybe your varsity assistant uses the same terms, your sophomore coach uses the same terms, your freshman, et cetera? Do you have any thoughts maybe on creating a common language to increase player learning? Um, I mean, I would say we do a little, there's, there's, you know, there's a, especially offensively, you know, as we try and do things and drill, you know, with the dribble drive motion that will use some of the, 
some of the language that I feel like everybody uses with that and use it across the board. So, you know, if I tell some freshman girl, I need you in the, in the slot, she knows exactly where she's going. Um, you know, if I, if I want you in that dunker spot, she knows exactly where she's going. Um, things like that have, are, are really useful to us. Um, I know my varsity assistant is really good at not so much for, I mean, I wouldn't say this. I don't know if this is where you're going with it, but he loves coming up with things and, and he does a lot of our defensive drills and he'll talk about, you know, drills and, and then the names he gives them, he gives them, you know, the drills names so that we can say, all right, Hey, you're, you're ascend like what we need you to execute here to start this defensive possession is you're doing this mousetrap drill. All right. Or you're, you know, you're doing this sprint drill. Um, so that he can, so that he can have some language that he can be talking to the kids about mid game and be like, Hey, you, you know, you're you're just executing this, this drill. That's it. That's all you're executing. So he has a lot of just different, you know, kind of, um, you know, goofy names he'll bring out for stuff or for positions and say, I, I, I need you to be this. I need you to be that. I need you to be the goalie. I need you to be, I need you to run this. Like you run the mousetrap drill. I need you to be the interceptor, um, you know, and, and things like that, that has helped a bunch, you know, to kind of carry over, um, from a drill where all of us, whether we're the adults designing the drills to the kids running them, eventually you start to just run the drill, not realize, all right, I'm doing this to, to, to win a basketball possession and, and be a basketball player. I'm not learning a drill. I'm trying to learn how to play basketball. So <clears throat> he does a nice job of finding some keywords that he'll use within the drill or the name of the drill so that we can then, when we get to live play, say, all right, hey, that's what you're doing here. Not, hey, do you remember when we were three on two and we did this and we did that, that he can say, boom, mousetrap, go. All right. And the kids are like, okay, I, I get what you mean. I get how the leverage I want to keep with the offensive player as the defender. Um, and then that usually ha has helped us over the last, um, <clears throat> as the season progresses to kind of continue to learn and, and see carryover from a drill to a, to a live play situation. All right, good. So I, I'm going a little bit off script here. I want to uh, tweak this one and based on something you said about your assistants and, and uh, you know, having having female assistants. Um, and, you know, you said you've lost some along, along the way. Um, you know, uh, how do we continue to develop that to make it accessible for female, for female coaches, uh, you know, to be able to coach while being moms, is there things we can do as a whole, as athletic programs, as as as, as schools, to try to try to encourage that? Because that's that's an that's an important part of the game, and and have some of those young female coaches that are really really good stay, even yeah. when they start to to build their to build their families. Um, you know, because we we've all we've all coached high school. You look around, and a lot of times there's, you know maybe a, a couple female coaches, but it's more and more, these, more and more now, but you know, how do we continue to, to, to build, to build that up to where it makes it possible? Cause that, that's, that's a super important aspect. Um, you know, when it comes to having conversations, mental health and, and, and all that. So what, yeah. what are some things you think we can do as just general, right? Maybe basketball organizations, schools to, to kind of promote that and help build, build those up and have good coaches stay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I honestly, I wish I had a great answer for it. I mean, I I've had, you know, like I said, a, a, you know, a, a colleague of mine that literally from the moment she was student teaching here and then was hired here full time, like she volunteered and then was an assistant for me for several years and, and just, just did a great job. And, and still she stays connected to our program. Um, but as she started her family, she's like, she's like, I just, I, I'm not going to be able to, you know, do both the way that, that I'd like, um, you know, my varsity assistant, when I started 12 years ago, 
um, it, she was great. She was our, our school psychologist. So talk about having, you know, that as something you can, you can rely on in your program was outstanding. And again, then she's uh, started her family and just, it, it wasn't going to work. And, and what I'm, what I'm learning from some of them is it's the combination of, um, you know, the, 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 the jobs that they have as wives and moms and sometimes the the jobs that the, the dads and husbands have and how those kind of how those puzzle pieces work together. Um, you know, I, you know, coming from, you know, a family where my dad was in teaching and was a principal for 25 years in, in St. Charles and um, seeing the dynamic of, uh, you know, families that might have uh, the mom, husband and the wife, mom and the dad, or whatever it may be, like both of them are in education. Um, you know, sometimes you'll see where, you know, that pattern might allow for, um, you know, the, the, the female coach to coach longer because their schedules work in such a way that they can manage that. Um, you know, I mean, if it, if it were me, I, I mean, and, and, and I think we do this, at, you know, because we put a value on it and teaching and coaching can be difficult is getting a hold of those, the, those youngest teachers, um, you know, and then especially, uh, um, you know, reaching out to the, the female teachers and trying to get them in, involved right away. Um, one, because then it just becomes something that that's a, a part of their everyday thing. Like for me, like I, for me, it's hard, it's hard for me to separate my coaching life and my teaching life. It's just, to me, it's kind of one big, you know, um, one big thing that I do that's, the, that's my job. Like, I don't really think of it in, in two pieces. Like it's, it's hard for me to think of doing one without the other with, you know, the two sports and the, and the teaching, um, you know, but I'm, I can also say I'm lucky enough that, you know, I, I, I live in town. I have a wife who knew what she was getting into when we got married, you know, um, 17 and a half years ago that I was going to be coaching and my hours are horrible. And there'll be times where, you know, I'm leaving before anybody else gets up in the morning and coming home uh, after everybody's gone to bed. Um, so that can be an, an odd combination, but the biggest thing I would be doing is, is going to, the, the, the youngest teachers and trying to get them involved in, in, in anything they can and showing them how, like really how that creates some connections to the kids that you might not normally have, um, you know, and it doesn't always have to mean that they're coaching or leading a team. If they can just get involved with the program and just, you know, kids can see them outside of just as a teacher and another trusted adult and somebody that they can go to and be like, you know, hey, I've seen Miss So-and-so at games and uh, maybe she's doing the scorebook at all these times. I don't see her every day at practice, but, you know, I know that she's there supporting me and my friends. Um, th there's that's some of that means something to me. And that's another trusted adult. Um you know, I, that's just, I, that's, that's, that's something I would be really pushing towards. I know um, there are a lot of schools and, and we're included in that, that there are some of these roles that there's been community members who have done them forever. And they're like, they're, they're kind of icons within, you know, the, 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 like a basketball or a football setting, you know, everybody's got people that are like, they've been the announcer, or they've been the scoreboard operator for 20 or 30 years and things like that. But, you know, whether it's a, a supplemental role like that, or, or is seeing if they can volunteer even part-time, I, I would be talking to every brand new teacher about, you know, just kind of those 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 benefits quite frankly to me like i don't feel like i would have the connections with kids in classrooms near as much if i wasn't coaching something even the kids i don't coach like i get linked up with them somehow because all right well they're friends of somebody i do coach and or they know i coach so they they just they see that relationship different and um you know i it, it's hard to put your finger on what that means without doing it um you know, but I think some of the, the, the younger teachers as they would as they would get there and, and see the benefits of that, I think some people would be like, yeah, all right, you know, if I'm volunteering for a little bit or I'm coaching a lower level, yeah, we're not if we tried to map it out on hourly rates, it would not be something to brag about. But it, the, the the benefits to me and I think the, the, the younger teachers, especially our female teachers, they, 
it, it would go such a long way for them. Um, and then we'd see that return with the kids. I mean, like you've said, I mean, the mental health piece of it, just, just knowing you have the more trusted adults around to go to that, it, that it's not that an adult around them is not trustworthy. They just don't know that they're a trusted adult because they don't have that link to them. And again, coaching a female sport, more of those that we can have in there, the better. Um, I, I, I know I can say with a couple of girls who are, you know, like, like being recruited and they'll talk about going to a campus and say, Oh, this is really cool. I went to this school and the head coach is female and several staff members are female. And she's like, it's like, it's just, it's neat. And they like, you know, they're not, I hope they're not trying to say anything about me, but they're like, I've just, I've never been coached by a, a female. So it's really kind of cool to see that. And they, I've heard that a couple of times over the last, you know, few seasons, like, you know what, some of these kids are right. Like, I mean, they're, they're great girls, basketball players. They might play multiple sports and they could be going through their whole lives and never had a woman coach them. Um, and then it's like, well, that like, doesn't mean that anybody's doing anything better or worse, but there are relationships that are just going to be different when it's, you know, adult male and a female player versus a, a you know, adult female coach and a female player. There are just some things that are going to be more comfortable. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to follow up on this. And this is kind of my original question. Um, so now you're, co you coach football and basketball, right? And you, you mentioned your wife knew what she was getting into, but you know, obviously, most people know basketball coaches put in a lot of work, but but f football there's 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 a whole bunch of stuff, right? Like you get into the playoff time, you're you're going to scout this team and this team, and you said you have meetings on Sundays, right? Because there's all kinds of stuff you, you got to get get together, um, you know, because you got what nine nine games, right? And yeah, those all nine games are important, and then you kind of go into basketball. So so how do you go about? And I think this is the biggest challenge for. For, for everybody, right? Um, you know, myself included. Uh, you, you know, John with his his school and, and things like that. How do you go about balancing that, right? Yeah, we, we got to put our best into football, basketball, but then we also got to have time for our family, right? There's, yeah. there's things that come up. Um, so is that using your assistance maybe when you're kind of overlapping? Is it is it maybe giving giving strategic days off that you think well we should practice, but you know. I got to, I got to do this stuff. How do you go about that, that family coaching balance? Um, I, I would say I still struggle with it, but I've gotten better with it over the years as my kids have gotten a little older. And, and the, the, the biggest thing is, is honestly, I'm going to keep repeating myself, but um, being honest kind of with myself and the people around as like, if I can, you know, take a deep breath and say, all right, you know, it's the same within, you know, trying to micromanage something too much in a practice and being like, all right, I'd really like to do one more drill, but we have had 85 minutes of just an unbelievable practice. We could finish with our shooting drill and walk out of practice and it will be one of the best days that we've had. Or we could do this last 10 minute segment that that I had on the plan as a maybe if we have time to. And we just and and the paranoid coach in me says, well we better do that drill. And then that drill's a train wreck. And then you feel like you feel like you ruined the whole day. Um you know on a on a bigger scale, I have to remind myself of those things where it's like, you know what? Do we should we get together and do a shoot around in the morning before this? Should we add this? Should we add this? Should we do more time? Should we do this? Should we do that? And I have to remind myself, all right, in this case, more is not necessarily better. Do we trust what we've prepared the kids to do? Yes. Well, then let's let all of us, the adults included, kids included, enjoy their time as their time, you know, um, and, you know, you have a, an afternoon with nothing, you have a morning with nothing, whatever it is, like, let that be their time. They want to get together and we'll, we encourage, like, we'll do like a team breakfast, things like that. Um, but, you know, I, I have to continually remind myself, like, yeah, I would like to do this. I would like to do that. But there's got to be a balance. The kids have got to feel like some of those minutes of the day belong to them. Um, 
you know, I'll get the same response from my wife. It was like, look, you can be as busy as you want, but she's like, we got to have a plan for what's going on. And when we have time to do things with the kids, um, as my kids have gotten older, one of the things that I've, I mean, I, I feel like I always kind of have, but like our, our family is just a part like basketball games, football games are just our family events. Um, you know, my wife, to, I, I didn't share it with the girls yet, but my wife took a picture Friday night during the sophomore football game. Weather's horrible. And she's sitting two rows behind my 10 year old daughter and my 10 year old daughter is sitting with two freshman girls, basketball players. Um, and it's things like that, where like that balancing act is easier to do because um, this for me personally, this overlap between family time and like coaching and teaching time can, you know, it will overlap. And I don't see that as that was just a football time. That was, a, that was a family time too, because, you know, these 15 year old girls gave my daughter attention and she thought it was the coolest thing in the world. You know, my wife could then kind of sit there and relax and, and be like, okay, I can kind of watch a little of this sophomore football game. My 13 year old son is on the sideline as a ball boy for us. Um, you know, things like that. That's, that's, that's how I make it for me personally to work. Um, and then like with our girls, I know the, the balance of like, you know, for example, like as playoffs start for football, there's a lot of years where I'm coaching both at the same time. And I set up basketball practice practices later in the day. And it's, you know, I'll go two hours of this, two hours of that, then get home. But with our kids, I, we try and promote like how much they're going to support each other in and out of their own programs. So, you know, as you know, if, if football goes real far with something, there might be a day where we have a football game and a basketball game the same day. And we've had moment, we've had times where we've been on a snowy football field um, to watch a state semifinal and then go across town and go play, you know, a Thanksgiving tournament. But we try our best as much as like, all right, you know, each team is trying to win those games, but for the kids that I'm around, especially my basketball girls, it's, I, I try and be like, look, we're, we're, we're advertising this. This is, this is a high school event that you'll never, ever get back. You know, this is something where I don't want this to be like, hey, you're you're doing basketball all day. No, you're with your best friends that you play basketball with. You're cheering on your classmates that you've been going to school with forever the, in, at, a, at a football game. And what's what's the one thing better than do that? Oh, then you also get to play your own game that evening or maybe those the order of those games are switched. So, you know, it to me part of that balancing act is you know whether it's is the the if the basketball piece or the football piece or the school piece if some of that can feel like it's not work like it's a it's something for that is it, it's just you're you're enjoying time with being with people that you love being around that balancing act becomes a lot easier for me. So I, I, I guess, I guess that's the part that I, that, you know, in a roundabout way, I'm trying to say that like, if, if, uh, if some of these things that go into that don't, you know, isn't just like, this is work, this is a grind. It, it's easier to balance because you almost feel like you're putting something on each end of the scale. You're not, you're not just putting all the weight on one end of the scale and flipping it over. Um, so for me personally, that's been the best. And, and I try and, try and kind of go that way with the especially with the girls and, and promote like we're we're with people we love being around so you know that's what we want to do and focus on when we're together and then when we have time that's your time I try and let them be hands I be hands off and I'll learn later after the fact of how they got together for this and for that and it's like you know we 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 try and like guide that but it's even better when you know, they choose to do a couple of those things together when they have their own time, you know, better than me forcing it. All right. So let's get in a little basketball here with our halftime adjustments. Um, I'm going to pose you a scenario and, and kind of see how you do it. All right. So you're going the first half. You're playing a team maybe that um, is really mixing up defenses, right? Maybe they're man, their zone, whatever zone it may be. 
they press, they do this, they do that. Um, and, and your your team is, is kind of struggling at that. Maybe it's something, right, you haven't seen for a while, right? Maybe every team you've seen has played strictly man-to-man, man -man, and now this team's kind of throwing some junk at you or different different things. Um, you know, you go into halftime, you know, one, when you start talking to your coaches, kind of what do you talk about? And then what are you trying to relay to the girls to help them manage manage that and you know and, and improve that that second half to make those adjustments um i would say you know so the my my patience has improved dramatically uh, you know in the last several years um you know and so it helps that our coaching staff will try and make sure that one the first couple of minutes of that half like i really believe like i got to give those kids space for a moment you know, there's it, it, whether things are going unbelievably outstanding or things are going really rough. Um, there's going to be some kids in that locker room or in that meeting room that need, you know, at least 60 seconds of my voice not happening. Like, I think that that's a fair thing. You know, I'm one that you're 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 on a silent. You're going to all you're going to be hearing my voice a lot. It's like, all right, we'll we'll decompress there. And so our our coaches will talk about what's going well. Uh, what's what might be going poorly or places we need to improve upon. All right. And, and the goal is in our quick little meeting is can we come up with one, maybe two, but one or two things that we can talk to the girls about just to take some pressure off them. Uh, I would feel like as you know, and you, I'm sure you can already tell, like, you know, if, I, I could go on forever and talk about just about anything and I'll just random. I'm, I'm the end of the spectrum that's socially awkward is I'm the type of person that doesn't shut up. But what I've learned at the halftime is the more I say, the worse it's going to get. Um, if I go in there and be like, all right, Hey, when we see this, we want to do, we want to do X, Y, Z. But then when we see this, we want to do ABC. But then if we also see this, now we're going to do one, two, three. And now they have nine things in their head and we're, we're not going to, we're not going to do anything better. But if I can go in there and, and say, all right, if we can start with this action, for example, of our dribble drive, you, you know, Brooke or whoever, I'm like, you should know instantly based on what this second girl does, they're in man or zone. You know, the way we're coming down the court, if they were just kind of loosely playing man, that might be standing there and you're like, I can't tell if they're in their two, three, this possession or in their man possession. So if I can tell them, hey, you know, let's just start with that through cut and then you immediately know what you have. Um, if she's following you through, we know we have a man to man. We can continue on. If she's not, we can, you know, look to attack a short corner or, you know, whatever we want to do there. Um, but I feel like if, Again, if we can trust our preparation and what we've gotten ready for and just give a one conceptual idea, uh, maybe a second, instead of trying to be like, all right, hey, when they see this defense, here's these two sets we want to do. Here's these two. And all of a sudden they have 16 things running through our head. You know, if, if we're not confident, we're going to play slower. Um, you know, if, if we're, you know, unclear of something, we're going to play slower. Um, and it's, I don't, I don't think we're going to go and, and like, if we're trailing the comeback piece is not, is not going to happen there. So, I mean, to me, you know, if it's something where we know we're confused, maybe we're a little frantic, maybe we're trailing, we're just not executing as well as we could. I want to do everything in my power to one, just kind of refocus, let everybody take a deep breath. And, and hopefully give a limited, you know, concept to say, all right, this is what I'd like to, for us to, to, to move on. Um, you know, I've just, I, I, I know I've done it wrong over the years where I've said, you know, seven things. And it's like, well, we talked about seven things at halftime. We didn't get any of them right. Well, yeah. Cause we talked about seven things. We should have talked about one thing and said, do this one thing, right. And we have a chance to climb out of a hole or, or pull away from somebody. Uh, that might be giving us some fits that we thought we had a better matchup against. So I wanted to get into a little bit of player voice, whether it's in practice or games, or as you just talked about halftime or pregame or wherever, what is the the balance for you? And, and, you know, if a kid comes to you in practice and says, you know, coach, this does not look good, or, um, you know, they're coming to you in a game, they're like, coach, this is happening. 
kind of take us through your connection with players and their their voice and their say. I I honestly I try and give them as much as they can. I've 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 said it with with kids that I coach in football. I've said it with kids I coach in basketball. And I'll, I'll tell them like I'll have ideas. I'm like you guys are out there. You know, if you see something or you have a comfort level, like you can tell me, it doesn't mean that we will go with it every time. But if, if you come off saying, Hey, I, I think we might be able to use one of our pick and roll plays on this. All right, well, let's give it a shot. Um, you know, um, Hey, can we adjust our press like this? Okay. Let's give it a shot. Um, I think that that over the years is, is a, for me, at least personally, can be a tougher balancing act um, just because of my own, like, you know, issue as a person where I, if I'm, can be a control freak and want to micromanage everything. Um, but I've realized when those kids are making some of the choices in, in what they're doing, uh, they feel even better about it. Um, I know, like, for example, you know, I mean, it's no secret. I've, I've stolen the idea from other coaches where they're like, let the kids decide on absolutely 100 per stuff, 100% of the stuff that doesn't matter. Like, you know, Hey, uh, school tomorrow, game day. Do you guys want to dress up or wear your travel gear? I don't care, but I like them doing something. So everybody in school knows we have a game. Like they're all wearing their Batavia girls, basketball hoodies or travel gear, or they're dressing up extra special. You know, like the, you know, if it, you know, is a boys team, it might be shirts and ties the girls teams. I don't draw a line in the sand anywhere because I don't know what, where that line would be, but we just say dress up or wear our travel gear. And I like that, but in this essentially, like, I don't care what they do, uh, but they like making that choice. Um, so things like that. We're on a road game. If we have, you know, years where we've had some alternate jerseys, do you guys want to wear red on the road game or black on the road game? I don't care. You guys choose. It's your team. Um, but even those tiny things, they matter to them. And then they are in a positive way, hopefully empowered enough to be like, Hey, I, we get to choose some stuff. I can talk to coach about something that is more of a basketball related thing that actually matters X's and O's wise or something like that. And boom, they, they feel more confident. They feel more like they're more bought into what they're doing. Um, you know, and it might be, you know, something like a, um, a matchup, you know, some girl says, look, I let me, I know you're worried about me being in foul trouble, but let me, let me stay on their best player. I want it. I want the assignment. I remember a senior last year, we were working on the, you know, different girls who were going to guard people's best player. And it was like, all right, we're, we're going to practice three of you are going to practice like you're guarding, you know, so-and-so from this school or that school. And finally, one of the girls was like, I know I'm in this rotation, but I want the matchup. Like I want it. I like I'm. I will handle it. I'll stay out of foul trouble. I'll do everything right. Um, and it was like that. That gave me confidence. Like to hear that from a player, it was like, okay, well, that gave me confidence that you're so comfortable with us that you would say this. You're so confident in yourself that you would say this. Um, I'm like, all right, I feel like we're doing something right. Where you know, you guys you guys feel like we can have these conversations with us. Um, you know, I will say with that, I think there are moments where, you know, we have to realize, like, Oh, we might've overstepped our bounds, <laughs> you know um, you know, and a player might say something like, Oh, look, I get it. Like, I want to do that too. But you know, right now in this situation, like he, I, I need, I need us to try, I need us to do, you know, X. And, you know, I, again, I think if there's that nice balance where they've, feel like they do have voice, but when I need to be like, look, if we're going to go down, I, I, we got to go down with something that I believe should work versus, you know, something else. I think when I allow them to have that voice, but say, no, Hey, we got to go right here. This is the choice right now. I know, you, you know, you said about this, but this is the choice. We're going to stay in this defense or we're going to look at this or stay with this matchup. I found that I, I just think the girls will, will buy into that more when they know, okay, there, he, he does give me a voice. Um, but there are also some times where, all right, it, it's my turn to listen, um, you know, I, I, as a, as a player, but, um, I've been, I think I've, I have to ask a player this, but I, I think I've been much better at that as I've gotten older and a little more patient with myself, um, 
and a little bit more self-respect, you know, or, you know, being able to kind of analyze and, and, and evaluate myself as a coach. I think I've done better with that where I've let, you know, kids have a, a choice in what's going on and, and give me feedback of what's going on on the court. Like I can see it from my side and diagnose and have a pretty good idea, but you're out there, you know, I'll trust what you have to say. You know, it's, it's, there's been there. I mean, over the years, there's been lots of situations where it's coming out and it's like, all right, girls, you know, our three favorite ATOs, like we got a, we got a timeout. Okay. What do you like? Hey, well, let's do this. Done. Got it. We're in. We know we, we know we can execute these three in our sleep. You guys pick this one because you love it. Great. Done. Got it. Um, you know, hopefully those are the things that they, they see and feel and that makes them more comfortable. And again, it, to me, it all goes back to that relationship piece. Like if we didn't have a, a great relationship piece with like the player to player and player to coach, like the player voice, they, they, they it wouldn't happen. Um, and they, they wouldn't feel comfortable enough to do it. Or if they did say something and, and I didn't have the good relationship with them, then I would take it, you know, probably in a bad way. And so, um, it all, to me, it all circles back to that. So as we get into our last two segments, the first one we called 30 second timeout, it's your platform to talk about whatever you want. Uh, you can talk about yourself, your family, something that's important to you outside of sports. Um, you could turn it and ask Todd and I a question with, this is kind of your, your time to, to kind of talk about whatever you'd like. Well, first I feel like I got to make a shout out. I told Liza Fruin I'd wear my Tennessee gear today. Um, one of our former there players is on staff at, uh, at Tennessee, uh, with, uh, Kelly Harper and sent me a video. I texted her. I'm like, Knoxville's gotta be nuts today. Like before the game even ended yesterday, she sends me a, a video from on the field, uh, at the end of the game. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like that's that, that, ha that has to be, that has to be nuts down there. So Heck, they, uh, were, they were carrying the goalposts to the bar. I saw they were just, took oh, yeah. they were just walking downtown with it. Oh yeah. That was, that, that was, that was a crazy, that was a crazy, uh, crazy ending, crazy game. That's, that's what's so fun about college sports and just, I don't know, amateur sports as it is, you know, you get these town and state followings and, you know, sometimes people like they don't even have any ties. This is why you're there. Well, this is just what we do on a Saturday or what we do on a Friday. We come and see the high school game or we come and see the college game. So that's, that was pretty cool. Um, I don't know. The, uh, uh, the, you know, some of you guys question you're talking about like the balance and, 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 you know, relationships and things like that. Um, you know, for, for me, you know, as I look at like my family and just what it's been like for me, um, you know, and I don't know if like everybody who's been around me kind of knows this, but, um, so two years ago I had a surgery, uh, a stomach surgery. I've actually lost about 215 pounds in the last two years. Um, so all these little things where you talk about like balance and, you know, relationships and things like that, that I've mentioned, like, I know that I've drastically improved all of them because of, you know, being able to take care of myself uh, better than I had for the previous years. Um, you know, and we talked about like, you know, you know, what do we, what do we do with younger coaches or this or that? And, you know, and not everybody had an issue like I did, but like, you know, coaches that want to coach for a long time, if we're not healthy ourselves, we're going to, we're going to really struggle. Um, you know, I know I was in a position where, you know, like a lot of people, the whole like pandemic stuff was just killing me. Like I, you know, I got into a job because I like dealing with kids every day. I like, I like just interacting with people and that part's gone. You know, I know I was, I was down in the dumps, you know, probably not as bad as some, but I just, it, I was, I was not happy. And, you know, I was physically in a very bad, bad place. And, you know, I've gotten myself a lot healthier and in turn, you know, when I talk about, you know, learning how to be patient or have better relationships with, you know, players or other coaches or anything like that, um, that has been drastically better over the last couple of years. And it's, and it's just because of some choices that I made. Um, so if there were, if there were young coaches out there that, you know, could hear anything and, and then some of them probably have 
you know, way better habits than, than I had as, as a younger guy. Um, but you know, as coaches, if we're going to, if we're going to work, what almost feels like two full-time jobs, you know, we're teaching full-time. And then those of us who really love the coaching part of it, we're, we're putting a lot of extra hours in outside of practices and, and, and games just because we love doing it. But if we're not taking care of ourselves and, 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 you know, making sure we're healthy individuals and we don't, I don't, I, I'm not going to pretend that I'm like, you know, some specimen of physical fitness, but, um, you know, it, it's, I, I can tell that, you know, I'm able to do things in a better way and be a better coach, a better teacher, a better dad, a better husband, um, you know, that I've kind of taken care of some of my own health things, um, where it was like, you know, I even remembered like talking to the girls being like, we were starting to, the school was starting to let us do open gyms and stuff, you know, in a very limited way. And I had to tell them like, look, I'm going to be gone for two or three weeks. Cause I'm having, I'm like, we're just getting into things. I felt so guilty that I like, I felt like I was abandoned. I'm like, but I have to do this because it's, it's hopefully going to turn around. Like, um, you know, my life for the long run. And that's kind of been a, a, a huge thing where, um, you know, I feel like all the things that I think are important in coaching and relationships and, and all that, that improved, uh, because I took care of myself better. Um, and, and if there's anything that a younger coach can learn from me, it would be that far more than it would be, any X's and O's or anything magical. I mean, I don't do anything magical out of practice. Anything that I do that's really cool, I stole from somebody else. All right, let's go into our quick hitters, rapid fire, random questions. Uh, answer any way you feel. Choose uh, college football or NFL. What, what are you leaning? What do you lean towards? I mean, obviously you coach football, so that's probably a tough question. But usually somebody leans one way or the other. I would. I I I love college football. I love bouncing back from all these different games, seeing weird like teams that run so many different styles. I mean, I know there's different styles in the NFL, but at some point it starts to all look the same. And I, I, I love college. I, I know NFL is the best of the best. If I wanted to sit down and just watch one game end to end, you know, NFL is great, but you know, a Saturday full of college football is just really, really tough to beat. All right. We got chocolate or vanilla ice cream. Oh, um, our local ice cream place. I've started eating something different because they made fun of me because I would, I would go in and get, um, pralines and cream. And they said, they said, coach Jensen, you got to stop getting that. That's the old people ice cream. Um, so I probably, probably vanilla and I'd add the chocolate to it. Oh yeah. The old school twist is always good, right? You get the twist. Oh yeah. Twist yeah. That's the yeah. Twist. All right. Are you a off ball screen guy or an on ball screen guy? Um, I, I am more, I am more an on the on ball screen guy. I lo love the off. Like if, if it's an off screen, it's never a single, it's a screen, the screener, but love me some ball screen and some, you know, some handoffs. All right. For you, hardest action to defend. You know what, this one, you know, when you guys sent me this stuff and I'm looking at this, I'm like, I wanted a great answer. You know what? It's not even an action to be like, I, the, the teams that are super patient, it's like, you know, where it's like, they're not going to take that bad shot. You know, the, 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 the I, I think of like the Wheaton South team from two or three years ago that Rob took them to a super sectional, um, you know, he'd run there. They'd run their motion. There was nothing fancy. He wouldn't call a set, but those girls refused to take a bad shot, refused to take a bad shot. And it was almost like, you know, I tell my girls, if we're playing really good defense, eventually the, the offense is going to give us the ball. They're just going to give it to us. They're going to take a horrible shot or they're going to just turn it over. But those teams that are, are, are that patient, those are ones where they, they test our patience. Cause it's like, all right, we better go for a skill steal. Cause I can't defend this anymore. All right. We're going to go uh, hats here. Are you, what, what, if you're going to go wear a hat, are you going to go like winter hat? Or are you going to go uh, maybe a backwards hat? Are you go forward hat, brim curved. What, what kind of hat, what kind of hat are you rocking? I'm a, I'm a curved brim and I'm a hat forward kind of guy. It's gotta be a fitted hat because as a bald guy, I don't want a little <laughs> crescent moon's, uh, uh, tan line in the back of my head. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, you what know, about, a lot of our coaches around us a little bucket. 
What about, uh, yeah, I was going to say the bucket hat in the summer is key if you're coaching football, right? You, you yeah, gotta... a lot of times what I do is, I like, I have a bag with me. I keep sunscreen on because I also don't, I like, I can't be tan and then have a white hat, a white dome, because then I think I look like a giant pimple. So I'll, I'll kind of rotate going no hat with some sunscreen. And then when it gets really middle day, super hot and sunny, then I'll, I'll put a ball cap on for a little bit. There you go. Um, there you go. I, yeah, the bucket, I think I look weird on bucket hats, so I have a hard time with those. All right, last one. Favorite favorite place in Batavia to go, whether it's for food or fun or wherever. Um, well, I, I'd have to give a shout out to our our uh, the Riverside Pizza. Um, that's kind of like my go to spot. Our coaches will wind up there after games. Sometime there's parents and families that that will will go there that we'll run into. They got great deals throughout the week, but um, uh, I like going there so much that my kids are like, "Is this where we're going again?" Uh, you know, but I walk in there and, and, you know, they'll be like, Oh, you want to, is it, this is what you want to drink? I'm like, yes, yes. They don't even have to ask. So it's just, it's kind of one of those just, you know, home places. People, I know the people there, they know me and, and, you know, that's a, that's a good spot for me and my family. Well, coach, we appreciate you jumping on with us today. It was a very informative episode about a variety of topics that I know coaches are going to look forward to listening to. Uh, as we all start to prep to get into our season. Oh, thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the After the Timeout podcast in concert with the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association. Please remember to give us a five-star rating wherever you may listen. For more show content and upcoming episodes, follow us on Twitter at After the Timeout and subscribe to our podcast for upcoming episodes. Thank you for listening.